Greetings, Amigops, and Top Tenners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by the t-shirted, the Kennedy-haired. He's got this beautiful quaff, like this sort of reckless Bobby Kennedy situation going on this week. Kyle. We are going to be discussing a topic as we do every week. We're going to debate that topic vigorously, and by the end of the episode, we will have a definitive top 10 of that list. However, I want to note we have a very special guest with us this evening. We are joined by dear friend of the pod and great contributor, Quinn. Quinn is sitting directly next to his beautiful wife, Emma, who will unfortunately not be joining us on the pod because, as I heard, she can add nothing to this topic. Now, with that in mind, Kyle, I believe this is your topic. What is the topic we will be discussing this evening? Thank you for that introduction, Mike. Yes, we have here today a list that I have put together, that I have crafted, but I did call in Quinn because he is an expert on this subject matter and can speak to it a little bit, I think, more personally than you can, and you'll see what I'm talking about in a moment. This week, we are continuing a series that we began some time ago. Eagle-eared listeners of the pod will remember the tortured fan base episode we did regarding Major League Baseball fan bases. <laughs> we will now be having that same discussion with NFL teams. So the NFL season is underway. We're three weeks in, and I, already there are a lot of teams experiencing deep misery this season, and it inspired me to, to, to dust the cobwebs off of this structure. Yeah, so Kyle, can you remind me, I remember, is this the one where you had an algorithm? Yeah, so I, okay. an algorithm is a is a generous term. To my ears, it's an algorithm. I know Kenny doesn't think that uh, Excel language is programming, but to me it is, and to me, your formula here is an algorithm. All I have done is I've taken every team, there are 32 of them, mm-hmm. I figured out the last time that each team won the Super Bowl, if applicable, Yep. I then figured out if if they haven't and sometimes it's the same year. When was the last time they won the conference title? <clears throat> so basically yep. the last time they played in the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. then I did like a a weighted average of the 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 time like the how long it's been since they won with twice as much weight given to the Super Bowl drought compared to the uh, the conference championship drought. It's very simplistic, but it gives us a top 10 list that vaguely resembles like what you would imagine would be near the top of the list in terms of tortured fan bases what this list does not do is account for general ineptitude in that interim and stuff like that so that is where we come in we will be taking this already defined list and reordering using the benefit of human insight can i ask a question that i i'm now concerned i may have neglected last time so Let's just say, hypothetically, you're, you have an expansion team that's been around for 15 years that's never won a championship, and you also have a team that's been around 50 years and they've also never won a championship. How does that actually... Do you do you call that a 50-year drought and a 15-year drought? That wouldn't seem like it works because then it would... Right? What? How do you account for the no, no championship thing? That's exactly what I did. So, like, for example, a team that was uh, in the league when the league started... And, by the way, we're only doing... The after the merger, so starting in 1966. Yeah. History began after the merger. Right. So that's a 53-year period. There have been 53 Super Bowls. So I think that 
if you if your team has been around since the beginning and has never won a Super Bowl, that's fifty three years that's getting added into this column. Whereas if you're, well, what if you're the Texans, for example? If you're the Texans, I think your misery is a lot less because you've only had, oh. you've only been in the league. I think I think the the difference in a total amount of time, I, mm-hmm. I I'm okay with that because I think that you've had less time to suffer as a fan base. I'm with Kyle on that. I think that's plausible. I I buy that, especially because with expansion teams, you're expecting to be bad for a few years. So you're yeah. just not even worried about the ineptitude then. Right. Yeah. So and and that's, we that's plausible. And we can adjust, but that's just how this this shakes out to start. But Okay. I I think another thing I'm going to look out for is how much those fan bases care. So if yep, a fan yeah. base just doesn't care that they haven't won, that's fine. But there are some of these teams that haven't either haven't ever won or haven't won in a really long time that would really love to see some success. And yeah. just haven't. There are also some interesting extenuating circumstances as far as where teams have played and where they've moved and stuff like that. So we'll get into that. But yeah, the NFL is kind of a unique beast in the sense that I think that the the delta between the fan base that ca- that cares about winning the most and cares the least is unusually wide relative to other sports. I don't know that the overall interest is as wide because I think the NFL is pretty uniformly loved. But I think that the, like, how much do we really care about winning? Ooh, there's a big gap between the people who really care and people who don't. I would agree with that assertion as well. Well, this is this is delightful. I, I also, before we launch into this, I want to make one last opening comment, which is that among many other things... The wonderful folks at the Ringer Podcast Network and website, all that stuff, have given us as friends this new Kyle. I don't know. 2.0 is wrong because there's been many iterations. They've all improved successively. But this version of Kyle that like knows and cares about football is just such an exciting and wonderful Kyle because really you wind the clock back like three years. He knows nothing, Jon Snow. Like really does not know anything about football. So this is fun to me. He's guessing those lines now. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not bad at guessing lines. I, I really enjoy it. I think it helps that I don't have a significant emotional attachment to any given any one team, especially yeah. since the team that I would say I care most about is entirely inept. But probably going to feature prominently on this list. Yep. <laughs> but I think all three of our teams are going to feature prominently on this list. Just one of them might be on a, yeah. a different <laughs> facet of this list. Yes. Right. Potentially. I think it's worth noting the background. So anyone who's listened to 10 minutes of this podcast knows that Mike is an avid New England Patriots fan. Yep. Tortured in his own way. Okay. Beset on all <laughs> sides by conspiracies to take us down. All right. I grew up in Michigan, so I... I have a closest allegiance to the Detroit Lions, though I don't feel... I gauge my fandom with on teams based on how I react to their wins and losses, and I remember when the Lions lost to the Cowboys a couple years ago in the playoffs, I was distraught and angry for probably, like... 30 minutes and then I was over it. So like, I'm not, an, I'm not a big, uh, could you please provide the corollary to that? Whereas so what's, whereas, whereas let's go, just go back to the Nelson Cruz series, please. Oh my, Stop in 2012. When the tigers were unceremoniously swept in the world series, I 
I was in mourning for at least what I don't know a week six weeks <laughs> like like serious mourning for a week and I didn't get over it for I'm still not over that so that was <laughs> seven years ago <laughs> yeah. but anyways so I I will come at this as like a pseudo Lions fan and Quinn please explain your NFL fandom so I grew up in Nashville Tennessee and the first football I ever watched was the Titans playoff year where they made it to the Super Bowl. And uh, there was the Music City Miracle. They beat the number one seed Jaguars that were like 13-3 and three that year with Fred Mark Taylor. Mark Brunel, right? Mark Brunel and Fred Taylor. Yeah. They beat them handedly in the AFC Championship uh, and then went on to face the Rams. And, you know, we'll talk about this later. We'll yeah. Talk, you yeah. Know, it's fine. Greatest show on turf. Yeah. Yep. 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 They put on quite a show. And, uh, you know, it's been 20 years of futility since, so. <laughs> Happens. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, the, that's the background you need from those hosting this, this episode. And with that, let's get into it. Perfect segue. Number 10, spit right out of our algorithm, is, in fact, the, the Tennessee Titans. So, like you said, the Titans have never won a Super Bowl, but they appeared in the 2000 Super Bowl which was Super Bowl, what, 34, it looks 35. like. 35. Oh, 34, you're right, 34. Yep. And this this confused me when I was putting this list together, even though it's not confusing at all. But, like, the 2000 Super Bowl is the Super Bowl that correlated with the 1999 season. Like, yes. Correct. So just yeah, keep that in mind, because it confused me for a minute. Let's do numbers, I think. Give us the year, and then, like, from then on, I think that the Super Bowl 34 is the best, okay. most definitive way. Yeah, that was Super Bowl 34, and they have not... I think that was that's their only appearance in the in the Super Bowl, and it was a loss, so that's tough. That's correct. Yeah, that, that dates back to when they were the Houston Oilers, and they've had... So they've had some really awesome players and pretty good teams um, in their time. In our lifetime, uh, I got to see Steve McNair and Eddie George and Frank Wycheck play pretty well. Those are oh, Frank really Wycheck. legitimate players. I miss him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Javon Kurse had some great years. Where he oh, had, the like, freak. Wow. Sacks. Yeah. You had that near undefeated season. That was a crazy stacked team. I think it yeah. was Kerry Collins. Was Ke- it was Kerry Collins. It was like old man Collins. Is Albert yeah. Hainsworth. Oh, yeah. Before he got that $100 million contract from Washington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there were some fun times. And when you date back to the Oilers uh, before our yeah. times, but Warren Moon played for them. I mean, they had some really legitimate players and some opportunity to do some things. But they've just been really... So they're always playing little brother to either the Colts or the Ravens or the Patriots in just various eras of when they were yeah. making the playoffs. 2003, Steve McNair won co-MVP. He couldn't even get his own MVP. He won co-MVP with Peyton, yeah. Which, to just look at different eras of the NFL, uh, I think he passed for like 3,200 yards with like 16 (laughs) touchdowns and four interceptions. It was just like a different game then. But since 2008, I believe the Titans have made the playoffs one time. And all the times they've missed the playoffs have been in very Titans fashion. Kyle, I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago, it was like week 15, the Titans had won, and they were, I think, uh, seven and seven. And then they they had games against, one was like a playoff team, and then the other 
was a bad Jaguars team. Jaguars team that finished like four and 12 or something like that. And they had to win both games to make it. And they beat the really good team. It was like the Chiefs or somebody like that. And then would lose to the Jaguars. It's like, what, what are we doing? Same thing happened last year. They lost against the Colts where the winner goes to the playoffs in the week 17. They're just a mess. They're, they're very frustrating and they're not really going anywhere. <laughs> so, seven all right, nine, so nine this, and seven. So I think this brings us to an important point, but I want to hit the that point second. So first is, di- didn't your owner flip the bird a couple years ago? Isn't he like a crazy yes. old guy who? Yeah, but he's dead now. Yeah, so right? he died. Yeah, he died. Yeah. His uh, what's the, what's I mean, the family who owns it? Uh, it was the Adams family. The Adams family, the, right? Yeah, yeah. Bud Adams was his name. Yeah. Yep. Um. So now Amy Adams Strunk owns the team. Yes. Now, are they generally seen as boobs? Like, what's the view of management among the fans in in Tennessee? So, Bud Adams was a kind of a hero when they were the Houston Oilers. Yeah, but didn't do he, okay. A so whole he owned lot. them as the Oilers. Oh, yeah. and moved them and moved them. Okay, yep. So uh, he just like he was pretty well loved in Texas, but less so in Tennessee. Uh, yeah. and ownership's just been like pretty rough throughout. They've been chasing magic in a bottle. They hired a GM from the from the Patriots and hired a coach that was under Sean McVay, and then <laughs> he didn't work out. And so now they've got Mike Vrabel, who was again with the Patriots, and it's like, well, unless you get Belichick, it doesn't really matter. I I generally agree with that take because the thing that Belichick has that other people don't have is job security, and that allows him to take the long view. Mm-hmm. However, I think Mike Vrabel has real balls. And oh, I yeah. think will, and I think will do well. His job as the DC in uh, was it Texas? He was for the Texans, right? Mm-hmm. I think he was the defensive coordinator. He did a great job. I think he has some stones. But here's the thing: you said it already. This is the thing about the Titans that's tough right now is they had this huge tease where you thought they had found the quarterback of the future for themselves. Yep. And in really like slow car wreck fashion, you've realized that they didn't. No, and that not at all. Sucks. And I suspect I've as we're talking about this, I'm having this suspicion that we could um, we could list the number of starting quarterbacks each of these teams has had over <laughs> you know the past however many years, and it would basically predict this entire list. Oh yeah. And I think, unfortunately, once you realize you don't have a franchise quarterback, you're dooming yourself to at least, a, you know, two or three more spins around the block trying to find the next one. It's so hard to find the right guy. It's really tough because they do have a legitimate supporting cast. Yeah, it's a good and they just team. Haven't, they just haven't found... Mariota has flashes where he's just fantastic and flashes where he's really bad. And it's just not enough. Not enough to get. He's gonna be a great patriot. He's gonna be the perfect successor to Tom. You you know the scary thing is you're probably right. (laughs) That's the Tennessee Titans. (laughs) Yeah. So the next one on my list is. I was surprised to see them this high up because of my associations with the team. Number nine is the Miami Dolphins. Now, they're the only team in the top 10 to have won more than one Super Bowl, which is wild. So they've, they've won two. The last was in 1985. That was Super Bowl 19. They, uh, so who was on no, that sorry. team? Sorry. Nope. That was the last Super Bowl they appeared in 
was 85. They lost to the 49ers. The last uh, Super Bowl that they actually won was 1974. Okay, so that's two years after the undefeated season, or the year after the undefeated season, right? They won back to back, seventy three and seventy four, yeah. and I think seventy. Yeah, because the undefeated season was seventy two to seventy three. Right. Yep. Okay. So they won. They win the Super Bowl back to back years in seventy three and seventy four. They returned to the Super Bowl in nineteen eighty five, and they have not been back since. So yeah, I think even though they've won two, I mean, they haven't won a Super Bowl since the eighth Super Bowl. Like, you know, that's 40 plus yeah. years ago now. Not to mention they had a top five quarterback for many years. And right. I'm talking like all to be clear, all time. all time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> possibly the greatest, possibly the greatest passer of all time. Yes. I think, I think it's basically like the greatest passer of all time is a discussion of Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and, um, Dan Fouts. Like those are those are the guys in the conversation for greatest passer and Dan Marino's up there. They're they are the classic. So they have two major things going for them that are off the page. One is they just can't get the quarterback situation right. Like in my time as a Patriots fan, I have seen them have so I saw a little bit of Marino and then Jay Fiedler Dante Culpepper, Chad Pennington. Don't forget Jay Cutler. Jay, oh, Jay Cutler. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Like it's just it's just been one dump after the other. But the other thing is their futility will forever be memorialized in film, in like one of the all time great sports movie moments in Ace Ventura. Like the laces out thing where they screw up the field goal kick because Marino held the ball laces in instead of laces out. <laughs> so like their futility is memorialized in film. It's brutal. <laughs> it, it's just recent futility though because yeah they did ha- they do have the only fully undefeated season and you can say it's a shorter season and there have been no that's, that's an undefeated seasons, season but it was undefeated yeah. So they do have that, and they have two Super Bowl wins. So it's a little tough to be tortured, especially because their fans live in Miami. But yeah, that's um, true. But I mean, it's a long time to not have really any success. Well, I just think there's a, I mean, there's a, there's a 44 year old man that's never seen the Dolphins win the Super Bowl. Like, in fact, like you Chris Bosh. Yeah, that's that's just a long time, and I think after this year they probably move up a little bit because this is going to be a particularly hard to watch oh and 16 season for them oh it's going to be brutal they're on pace i was just reading about this today they are on pace to break the record for most points allowed and the fewest points scored which is oh stunning levels of futility on both sides but of the proof ball. that they're doing what they want to do correctly well, uh, <laughs> although i think so i think the really unfortunate thing for them is that I I am not a college football person by any stretch of the imagination. I like college football, don't watch enough. I just think they're tanking for the wrong guy. I do not see a scenario in which Tua Tagovailoa is a good NFL quarterback. I, I think I'm just biased against lefties. I like look at a lefty quarterback and say, nah, no way. But I just think that 
he's not going to solve their problems. Even if they continue to stockpile draft picks and, and get enough talent around him, I don't think he's the guy. Yeah, maybe they trade down this year and blow another season to get Trev. Like, I think I'd rather but, have but Trevor But how else. can you sell that? Like, that's the thing. At some point, man, that's such a hard sell. I don't know. The, <laughs> it's going to be a long year, regardless of what they yeah. decide to do with their picks. I also just one other thing about this team, because, Quinn, you were saying like it's hard to have a team be on this list when they have had such success. I do think that this goes back to the conversation we had kind of at length with the MLB tortured fan bases, which is there's a really reasonable argument that start to finish futility is is more brutal. But there's also a really reasonable argument that past glory and recent futility is really the most toxic combo that's and fair. the dolphins have that version like really pretty locked up since 2002 they've made the playoffs twice Yeesh. just made the playoffs yeah <laughs> they they made it 2002 for sure because that was the year the pads stunk after they won their first super bowl and the dolphins weren't even good yeah, they won they made it in 2000 2001 but then they yeah. made it in uh, 2008 and 2016 via Wikipedia. Yeah. So Matt Castle. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That brings yeah. us to number eight. Number eight, of course, is the newly minted Los Angeles Chargers. So what I decided to do. So I, I'm not considering like. This is the ex- an exception to this rule, but for the most part, I didn't consider like Super Bowls that were won in a previous city. So, like for example, I didn't count the Baltimore Colts Super Bowl victory and Super Bowl like three when I was thinking about Colts torture. Same, there were only two more examples. The others were the St. Louis Rams and the the LA Ravens. Well, the Rave the Ravens Brown situation is very complicated. That's a whole another mess, but neither of those teams won like in this case I I am considering like I'm not considering the new Los Angeles Chargers fan base as like the one that's tortured. I'm considering the San Diego fandom of this yeah. team. I think that that's They true. don't have a Los Angeles it- fan base. Right. Yeah. Regardless of how consistent or inconsistent this is with your overall methodology, I think this is true to the spirit of the fan base. Well, and also, like, whatever the Chargers fans are, like, they are tortured because they their team is fucking <laughs> gone. Like, yeah, <laughs> they play in a they play in a half empty soccer stadium every week, like a few it's, miles from San Diego, like not that far it's away. It's utterly embarrassing. Like it, it's. I wouldn't say a national embarrassment. That's too strong. It is embarrassing to watch this on television. It's very sad. So in their history, and they've, they've to me, they've always kind of felt like an expansion team. They've been in the always. league. Always. It's the name. The name The name and the color scheme seem like expansion-y. They are not. They were totally agree. an original NFL team. They have never won the Did Super Bowl. Did they ever Bowl. change the name? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think they've always been the San Diego Superchargers. Like, I think they've always been, no matter how dumb that name and color combo is. So, they've never won the Super Bowl. They played in the 1995 Super Bowl, which was Super Bowl 29. They lost to the Niners. So, they San Diego fans haven't even seen their team play in the Super Bowl in almost 25 years. 
and they've never won one. So that is tough. They also just kind of have like a, I feel like since I've followed football and I think like just from what I can remember of watching like highlights of football prior to that, like they just kind of have a, like you were saying, Quinn, like a little brother kind of feels them and they shoot. I feel like they shoot themselves in the foot a lot. Like there's just like oh, a yeah. general kind of air of ineptitude and like Phil oh, Rivers there's a malaise is, on that team. Like, I think Phil Rivers is kind of a good, uh, like, like a symbol for where they are kind of as a franchise where like they've actually enjoyed a decent amount of success and like have had really good teams, but like nobody talks about Phil Rivers in like the same conversation as Brady or like, or even like a, a player like Tony Romo, even though he probably had like a comparable career, maybe even better. You know, I don't know if you see what I'm trying to get at. Like they just don't, no, it's exactly the right, the wrong and right amount of talent. I so just like I think my assessment of Phil Rivers when he's retired, I'm gonna go back and forth on him seven more times of whether he's the most criminally overrated or criminally underrated athlete I've ever seen. I'm still not sure where I fall on this. What is certain is. To your point, he has provided that city with just enough hope to pull the bane and torture them because they've never been that bad because he's he's kind of the case in point of quarterback who kind of keeps franchise that's had his its ups and downs afloat throughout this whole period. Like they they've had some years where they've had crazy talent and they've been really good and they've had mm-hmm. years where they've really not, but they've been seven and nine or eight and eight in those years. Like they had Antonio Gates, Sean Merriman, Ladanian Tomlinson, you know, Quentin Jammer, Cromartie. Like they've had a lot of talent that cycled through there and he's always kept the fan base hoping, but just never quite gotten them there. Well, and they had a couple bad years, but they bounced back from that. They had like yeah. the year where they got to draft Joey Bosa and a couple others, but now it's like, yeah. well, they're going to make the playoffs. They're yep. going to be good. And it's, I think what's even worse for them is a lot of their, just tragic losses have been like on a missed field goal or just like silly things where it's like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to lose like that, but they do just again well, and again and again. Well, the year that the Pats lost the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl to the Giants, the perfect season, they played the Chargers in the AFC championship game and Philip Rivers was playing legitimately like and this is not a legend this is true he was playing on a torn acl like an actual (laughs) full-on this is a torn acl situation so he's playing on a torn acl brady throws three interceptions which people forget and i there was something with tomlinson i'm forgetting what was up with him but he just he wasn't playing well or he was hurt or something and they lost that game and it's just Oh, what a brutal situation. Like, they were better than the Patriots at that point. The Pats sucked by the end of that season. They, they Obviously, it was an undefeated season, but they just had nothing left in the tank. Brady stunk in that game. It was the perfect opportunity, and I'm certain that they would have beaten the Giants. Like, they they matched up much better against the Giants. And just to lose in such, like, weird, dumb fashion is just heartbreaking. It's a real shame. I feel bad for Philip Rivers because I do actually yeah. think he's really good. And I think he's got, I don't know. I don't know if he's a legitimate case for a Hall of Fame career, but his numbers look like it. I uh, kind of think he does, but then I, I also think he, think he sucks. I don't know. I'm not sure. He definitely seems like a legitimately quality guy, though. Like, I'm yeah. that, 
as much as I can be certain about somebody who I don't know, I'm 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 that close to certain that he's a quality guy who I like, uh, which is a total upset because I hated him early in his career and thought he was a douchebag. I think he's a little touched in the head, but uh, yeah, he's he, a little kooky. Yeah, he's just super competitive. So I think an interesting way to rate to look at quarterbacks is if you give them a ten year career and put them on the Patriots from 2009 through 2019, yeah. how many Super Bowls do they win? I that think is Phil an interesting Rivers could question. win. I think he wins two. one. I think he. I think he wins one for sure and could win two. Quinn, I, I think he. Quinn, I love this thought experiment, but we'll just have to have this conversation separately. Okay, you're right. You're no, right. No, no, no. I'm not being a jerk. I'm serious. I think <laughs> I. Think, no, I'm serious. I well, if I don't, we don't have to go through this exhausting ex, like experiment. <laughs> this might be here, another pod. No, no. Yeah, I don't want to do this whole thing. That that is actually kind of a fun. That's such a fun thought experiment. I think he. I think he wins the year they beat the Seahawks because of that defense. I think he wins that year, and I think he he could potentially have won the year that they lost the second Giants Super Bowl. Those are my years. I th- I think he could have won the Super Bowl with them. All right, that's so the the Chargers are number eight. That brings us obviously to the not top three. Quinn, as our guest, would you like to cue uh, the stank? Kevin, uh, I'd like to hear something from you, please. And he obliges as he always does. As always, as always. and the crowd go- and the crowd goes wild. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Fans of Kevin are never tortured. No, that's true. Okay, He's very consistent. It's almost like he records it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's close. So the, the my algorithm doesn't work on the opposite end because it's weighted on droughts, and so it just picks the three teams that have won the Super Bowls most recently. <laughs> so yeah, that's not it. I just picked three of my own. Number three. I was surprised just when I was like looking through this and kind of just picking them apart. What I was seeing, the Denver Broncos have played in the Super Bowl eight times and they've won three. One of them as recently as 2016. So, and the only, there are only a few teams that have played in more Super Bowls than that. So, and we'll talk about, we'll talk about two of them very, very soon here. I couldn't believe they'd won the AFC eight times. That's wild. And very few teams have won more than two Super Bowls. So I think they're, especially given their recent success, because there are other teams that have won more Super Bowls than that, but it's been a while. So Mm -hmm. I I think that tips the Broncos over the Cowboys is the Cowboys haven't done it in a while. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And and I, and I think Kyle or Kyle, uh, Quinn and I as denizens of the AFC can attest to the fact that, the Broncos are one of those teams that's always scary, regardless of whether they've got their best stuff this year. They're just they're scary. Like I remember losing to the uh, uh, the freak. It was Jake Plummer. I think it was Jake the Snake Plummer. Like teams that weren't that good, but they just were. They were sneaky always. They were always fine. Yeah, they could always beat anybody except for maybe yeah. this year. Apparently they apparently not this year. They're zero and three and have no so sacks. So they've rough. got Joe Flacco. That doesn't help. But that was a big mistake. John Elway, better quarterback than executive. Yeah. So I had Denver Broncos. Next, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Steelers have also played in eight Super Bowls, but remarkably have won six of them. That's insane. I think they lost to the the Packers in like 2011 or something. 
But other than that, when they get to the Super Bowl, for the most part, they win. And they're just consistently very good. I feel like the Steelers are kind of like the... like Spurs? <laughs> the, so it's the Spurs in basketball, it's the Cardinals in baseball, and yes, it's yes. the Steelers in football. Really like They're just co- consistently well-managed, well-run teams that have The most prolonged. admirable thing about the Steelers yes. that yep. the Titans fan in me wishes we had was the organizational stability. They've had like three coaches in literally 40 like, years. They've, they've literally had three head coaches, which yeah. is amazing. That's so good. I like uh, that. Uh, that's it. Full stop. That's the whole story you needed to hear is they've had yeah. three head coaches in their entire history. So, I, I do want to just add one thing because you're right, and I, I'll come back to your point. We want to stop on your point, but I do want to just as a little side note, what the hell are they doing with receivers? Do they have some sort of magical spell? They have this crazy ability to draft and develop receivers that nobody else figures out and turn them into superstars. I, I don't know what they're doing, but I'd love some of it. I mean, all the way from Heinz Ward through yeah. Juju. It's like, wh- what? It's like, world? where did you Always get somebody. this person from? Why are they so good? And their their track record is crazy. But you're right. The, it begins and ends with the stability of this organization. The Roonies are great owners. Yeah. And I obviously, the New England Patriots are the last here. Mm. The Patriots have played in 11 Super Bowls. Yeah. They have won six. Yeah. The only other team to have won six Super Bowls is the Steelers. That's also with six. So Mm -hmm. theoretically, this year, you guys could overtake and just have the most Super Bowls ever. And also, it's worth noting that your first Super Bowl was what, 2002? Two. So six Super Bowls in less than 20 years. It's The crazy part about that is there's a 10-year gap between the first three and the second three. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just quickly... Because we don't need to belabor the point that the Pats are good. Everybody knows that. But the the thing you said about this thought experiment, I want to go back to your like totally incredulous reaction to my giving one to two Super Bowls to Philip Rivers. Because because what you're saying, right? It, it, so Tom Brady over the past ten years has won three Super Bowls. So what you're saying, obviously, there's some small sample bias here, but. If you're saying that the Pats would have won three Super Bowls with quarterback X, then you're saying I consider quarterback X roughly equivalent to Tom Brady, right? Right. Roughly, yeah. Roughly. So to to react with the incredulity that the both of you reacted by saying that Philip Rivers would only win, you know, between one and two means that you think you could just drop him into Tom Brady and he ought to win three. So which is an insane, which it. is a bonkers thing to to say because it's generally acknowledged that Tom Brady's the best quarterback who's ever lived. In, and, even during true. this this 10-year stretch. That that's true. So I was thinking about it a little more and so I think I discredit Tom so it's just like a lot of intangibles at a certain point cuz his arm strength isn't all that incredible. It's like his no. throwing talent isn't anything special. It's a real yeah. mental game and just like a absolute insanity to him. So like yes. the, the Super Bowl against the Falcons, no other quarterback wins that one. That's gone. Yeah. So when I started thinking about that, I was thinking, okay, yeah. But you could, they probably you could win the Eagles Super Bowl though, because they would have caught the the pass. <laughs> That's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like anybody else. Rivers definitely could have beat the Rams this year. It's not like Brady won that game yeah. single handedly. Yeah, yeah. No. no, I agree. That was the defense won that game. Yeah. Whatever. I I probably reacted a little strongly because of 
I like to tease you about Tom Brady, but yeah. I, I think I think Phil Rivers, Phil Rivers is a a great quarterback. No, I'm I'm completely I, serious. I I quite I, I think again I'm not sure where I fall, but I think I quite like Philip Rivers, and I think he would have won between one and two Super Bowls with this team. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent player. That concludes our not top three. Okay. All right. Number seven. And this one I think moves up because. I think I knew this about them, but when I thought about it today, I couldn't believe it, how much pain this must have put people through. Number seven is the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So the I, yeah. We'll get the, I, the I dump, I'll get the dumb stuff out of the up. way. The Buffalo Bills have never won a Super Bowl. And the last time they played in a Super Bowl was 94. But that is not <laughs> at all... The half. No statistic <laughs> can capture this. This they must, I think they jump up to probably One. top two or three the yeah. the buffalo bills played in four consecutive super bowls and were unable to win one of them also interestingly they lost each one to an nfc east team oh so in super bowl 25 so super they played in super bowls 25 through 28 <laughs> they lost to the giants the redskins and then twice in a row to the Cowboys. That mm. is <laughs> unprecedented levels of torture. <laughs> That's really that torture. brutal. So they would have so they would have lost to what? Joe Theismann, Boomer Esiason, and then twice to Aikman? Aikman, probably. That's, that's that because sometimes you'll see this, like it's not that uncommon to see a, t- a really good team make it to their championship game two years in a row and never seal the deal. Like the the Texas Rangers did it. The Dodgers have done it the last couple of years. Two years is torture. Or to unfortunately be good at a time that there's some like unstoppable force. Like people who've been good in the NBA, but the Warriors just keep winning. Like that. Like the Rockets. Just, or yeah. So yes. Exactly. Yeah. Those, there have been some teams that have had good runs, but they've kind of been overshadowed. That's not really the case here. I, no. They just couldn't get it done four years in a row. And you could make the argument that like, well, you had the you had the privilege of watching a really good team four years in a row. And I just don't yeah. subscribe to that in this case. Like, no, that's not at all. That's devastating. That's so, like, I got to see the Titans go to a Super Bowl and they lost it. And it's like, that was a bummer. But that is cool. Yeah. Had they done it four years in a row, I would be yeah. furious. They also are the third team in a state where they're overshadowed by two other teams that are like generally <laughs> like not great, you know, like well run teams for the most part. So like they've got like a third fiddle kind of thing going. And yeah, I think to your point, Quinn, I think there are a lot of like really avid Buffalo Bills fans. So yes. they're a, they're a re- they have the Bills Mafia. Yeah. They're the ones who jump on the tables and break them and like hurt themselves. They're crazy. The Bills fans are great fans. Right. And so for all of those reasons, I think yeah. they probably move up a little I bit. I think later. so too. Also, in this century, they've made the playoffs one time. They made the playoffs when they lost in the Music City Miracle to the Titans, which just a heartbreaking way to lose. I have yeah. gotten called out for wearing a Titan shirt, uh, like trips places by Bills fans yelling it was a forward pass. Like they still haven't let that go. Like twenty years later, <laughs> that's uh, their last thing. Yeah, that's their last thing. 
So they made the playoffs once since then. And in it was 2017. like, it was like a fluke and they were like seven and nine or like barely yeah. over 500. And they got, yeah. they've, they've also had a just parade of pathetic quarterbacks since I've been around. They had Bledsoe. Oh, just terrific. They had like JP Lossman, Trent Edwards. They had that, um, uh, not, was it Tavares Jackson? I don't think so. I mean, they had Tyrod Taylor, who's probably their best. Ty- Tyrod Taylor, sorry. Yeah, I lo- I liked Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I like. I he legitimately think Tyrod Taylor was probably their best quarterback. Since got, got a great like mention on Jim the Hot Kelly. Quarterbacks podcast. Yeah, he did. I think he was their best quarterback since Jim Kelly. They Jesus. had EJ Manuel for a couple years. Oh, I forgot about him. I liked him. I, fe- I fell for him. I actually thought he was good, and I was wrong. <laughs> Okay, no, we're it was incredible. We're gonna have to that. leave it at that because we're on track for a very, very long podcast. But okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Number <clears throat> number six is the Cincinnati Bungles. Yep. So weirdly, the name <laughs> weirdly an expansion team because they came into the league in '68, two years after the the merger. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they do that feel like an expansion right. team. So they have never won the Super Bowl. They have appeared in the Super Bowl twice, the most recent one happening in 1989. Uh, that was Super Bowl 23 when they lost to the 49ers. I feel like we brought that, like a lot of people yeah. are losing to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Actually, they lost to the the 49ers twice. So in uh, the 85 Super Bowl 19, oh wait, no, I read that wrong. No, no, no. In 82, Super Bowl 16, they also lost to them. So that's just bad. They... They're called the Bungles. Like, I don't know what else needs to be said about that, right? They're most well-known for a horrific dance called the Iggy Shuffle. Like, that's that's probably their most famous thing. <laughs> I I think, to, to your point, Quinn, I, I, I just guess I don't know that many Bengals fans. It doesn't feel like this is a, a fan base that you hear a lot of wailing and grinding of teeth. Like, I think they just kind of, like, understand what's happening and... It doesn't seem to affect them all that much. I would like to be corrected by maybe Sritter or another Cincinnatian I know, but I, ju- I just feel like I don't hear much outcry from Bengals fans. Feels like they're a Reds town. Yeah, well, they do love their Reds. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're maybe, just pretty yeah. chronically beaten down. I, I just want to briefly <laughs> correct myself. I think I, I mixed up my uh, my NFL analysts. Asiasen was the Bengals quarterback for the lost Super Bowl to the 49ers. Phil Simms was the quarterback for those Giants teams. Oh, oh there it is. Well done. Yeah, yeah I think I, okay. I transposed those. Okay. Uh, nice catch. So that brings us to number five. Number five is the Minnesota Vikings. So the Vikings. Min- new man on the Minnesota Vikings. They got those Lizzo mentions. That counts for wow. something. The Vikings have never won the Super Bowl. <laughs> they, but they have appeared in three, which is, uh, I believe, four. I think right. Hmm? Is it four? I don't know. It might be three. I've got three. I could definitely be wrong. But I'm anyway, pre- they've never won. They've never won. The only team to have appeared in more Super Bowls without winning is, of course, the Buffalo Bills. So. <laughs> Yes. that is a tough distinction tough. but i was gonna say as they say a dubious distinction yeah but it's worse the reason they're ranked worse than the bills is because the bills at least played 
in the Super Bowl in 1994. The last time that the Vikings even played in the Super Bowl was 1977, which is 42 oh! years now. Oh. Yeah. Was yeah. that like Fran Tarkington? Yeah, that was Super Bowl eleven. Good Lord. And the Vikings lost to the Raiders. The Vikings lost back-to-back Super Bowls, Super Bowls eight and nine to the Dolphins and Steelers. So it has been a long time since they've even sniffed the Super Bowl. I remember that one year where they they started out like 13 or 14 and 0, that weird year that Brett Favre was good when he wasn't on the Packers. Yeah. But that's like the closest they've come. I guess you've got the the Minneapolis like even, Miracle. Yeah. Well, the, that game with Favre, they lost in heartbreaking fashion when he threw a pick at the end of the game that he shouldn't have thrown. Yeah. Devastating. And it's it's crazy because that that most successful year that any of us is remembering was just some old asshole getting revenge on his team, a divisional rival. Like it wasn't even, that's not even a Vikings team. Like I, I would protest ref, referring to that as like a Vikings team. Right. Yeah. It could, it's just, that's just the Brett Favre thing. That's all it is. He just came in and took over the purple people eaters for like a year. It's worth noting that they have like one of the most beautiful arenas in all of sports now it's probably the most beautiful one i've seen but for a very very long time they played in one of the worst they played in the metrodome pieces of the ceiling falling down just just awful so that's tough that's tough to deal with we're not accusing them of giving people cancer but there was probably asbestos there allegedly they're just doing as best as they can yeah that's all <laughs> <laughs> nice well played <laughs> I feel bad. Fuck you, Dylan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all Thanks, right. Muffins. <laughs> so, all right. So number five, that's the Minnesota Vikings. That's a tough one. There is a guy that well, he like refuses to shave his beard until they win the Super Bowl, and his beard is like down to his dick. It's awesome. I hope that he says. I bet he shouts "skull" every time he uh, he finishes lovemaking. <laughs> <laughs> Hinga dinga Durgan. All right. <laughs> So that brings us to number four. Number four is the Kansas City Chiefs. No, wait, wait, no, it doesn't. No, no, I'm going back. Wait, wait, I'm oh, going back. All right. Uh, no, I just, I, I just thought of something. They should have the actor who plays Gimli do a celebrity blow of that gigantic <laughs> horn at a Vikings game. Why have they not done that yet? Uh, that'd be uh, amazing. I would like for him. Wouldn't to, that be so great? Could, could they, could they get a? Um, an audio clip of him that they could play after the opposing team kicks an extra point. That's still on that Kansas one! Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that'd be so good. He's not really oh, a Viking, man. but he kind of has the aesthetic. No, but he that when he blows that horn, that's exactly the idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Are we good right, now? So number four, I think you said it was the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I had to get that thought out. No, I'm glad you did. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it's high quality stuff. Yeah. So the Kansas City Chiefs actually have won the Super Bowl. Yep. But it was the 1970 Super Bowl, which was mm-hmm. um, Super Bowl. Some time ago. Super Bowl four. Yeah. Uh, and Quinn, you're right. I had it wrong. The Vikings have played in four Super Bowls because they, they, they were the losers of this Super Bowl as well. So I had that wrong. Oh, okay. So they're just as bad as the Bills, except theirs were non-consecutive, so it's a little easier to swallow. And a while ago. Yeah. So the Chiefs the Chiefs have did win the Super Bowl, 
But that was in 1970, and they have not even they have not returned to the Super Bowl since. Which, yep, and that was will be changing nine years ago. That will be changing very soon. I was just about to say the Chiefs can only be so tortured when they have a talent at quarterback that they currently have. I think they need to win the AFC Championship one time before we can officially get on this train, and that could happen this year. If it doesn't happen this year, it's going to happen like four of the next five. But yeah, this is that's the thing is if they don't snatch the crown from the Patriots, they'll still just get it by way of attrition. Like, yeah, this is this this thing is going to is going to work because all of the things that would usually like happen to derail a dynasty, just they can't in this situation because you think, oh, you know, they can only pay so many guys. What about those secondary contributors who matter so much? They don't. I don't know why. It's confusing because it's football and they're supposed to, but they don't. Like, these random doofuses can catch 90-yard passes from Patrick Mahomes, too. And the other thing is, you know, hey, that coaching staff, it's starting to fall apart. They're getting poached. They're going all over the place. Again, no. It's Andy Reid. It's Andy Reid. He doesn't go anywhere. And also, he's as incompetent of, like, a of a... Not, not, he's a great offensive coordinator, but like as incompetent of an overall head coach as can be, and he can't stop them. So, like, what could stop this team? It would, would, Mahomes would need to like break his femur in three places. Like, that's the only thing. But that'd be, and even that, I'm not convinced would fully stop him. He'd play on his (laughs) knees. Yeah. (laughs) So. But also, they've just generally, uh, prior to this, obviously, they've had a very long streak of just general ineptitude and I think they've had some pretty tough losses in the playoffs. I don't I'm not a Chiefs uh football historian so I can't speak with too much detail but yeah. I feel like Chief fans have had have had a tough time of things. They've had a weird they've had a very odd history of hiring coaches after they had a reasonably successful run elsewhere. Like they had Herm Edwards after he had already, you know, done well, I think with the Jets and they got Dick Vermeil after Ooh. like his heyday was very over. Andy Reid felt like that same kind of hire again. It's it's proving to be the case that he's having a career renaissance, but I just feel like they've been a place where mediocre quarterbacks and washed up coaches meet to ruin like an extreme level of talent elsewhere because they've they have consistently had good rosters just had a bad quarterback and no head coach and they also have a great fan base uh arrowhead oh, pretty consistently yeah. rates as one of the loudest stadiums and hardest yeah. places to play um so they have that going for them but That's they have cool. had some some playoff issues they lost it was like a 30 point comeback to the colts in the playoffs recently and I, they lost yeah. to the titans recently in the playoffs That's tough that's never good. Yeah, it's they're going to figure it out, though. And like you said, Quinn, they've got a great working class fan base, like awesome stadium, great colors. They're just they're like they're they're ready to, to take off. They're like somewhat respectful of Native American culture. And I've avoided yeah. some of the pitfalls of that. Wait, Quinn, yeah. did, was that the, did the Chiefs lose to the Titans in that game where Mariota had a pass batted and then he caught it and then he ran for a touchdown. Yes, he had a passing and receiving touchdown in that game right. on the same play. Yeah, so that's tough to for that to happen to your team. It's bad luck. I hate to see that. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. 
All right. Next is when we typically do honorable mentions. I think we'll just skip them and we'll talk about teams that we think just should be on the list when we're done here. I think that's a good idea. Three is the New York Jets. Basically, it's the same exact story as the Chiefs, just one more year. So they won yeah. the Super Bowl the previous year. Uh, they won Super Bowl three against the Baltimore Colts. Mm. And that's been that for the Jets. There have not been any Super Bowl appearances since then. That's 50 years. No, they haven't had any appearances even? Oh, yes. no. E. But they had yeah. some AFC Championship game appearances with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. Yes, they did. They appeared in the AFC Championship game. They did not win. So but they had to deal with Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan. So that's tough. Tough. <laughs> tough stuff. Yeah, and from what I understand, like the I feel like the Jets kind of like fall in the same boat as like the Mets, where it's just like dumpster fire stuff just seems to happen all the time. Like like this year, even when things are looking good for the Jets, it's like, wow, we had a great offseason. Your quarterback gets mono. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> cool. Like, and and you know what? My my biggest conspiracy theory, though I'm not sure it's that much of a conspiracy theory, is that they could save their season, you know, to the extent that it can be saved by signing Colin Kaepernick. But don't forget, Woody Johnson is now Trump's ambassador to the UK. So, like, he can't sign Woody. He can't sign Colin Kaepernick. Like, they're just an utter, they're just an utter dumpster fire at all times. Like, of course, their owner taking a hiatus from, like, day-to-day management of the team to, you know, hang out with his buddies in the UK means that they can't sign a guy who could actually help them out. And so instead they're playing Luke Falk. Like, Jesus. <laughs> I think the worst thing about them this year specifically is that they're, uh, they let that their they're really, really good kicker go. And it's not like he got like a huge raise to go play somewhere else. Like they basically wanted to save a few dollars. And that's an exaggeration, but not that big of an exaggeration. It's just like, Something like you get a court, your quarterback gets mono. It's like, you know, what were you going to do? This is like an entirely self inflicted type of ineptitude in a lot of cases, yeah. which is much, much, much worse. <laughs> yeah. They've had a confusingly bad offense the entire time I've been a Patriots fan. So my entire football fandom, the Jets offense has kind of stunk. Chad Pennington was an, actually an excellent quarterback. He just, he couldn't throw the ball really to begin with, but then he, he screwed up his arm and really couldn't throw the ball. But, like, they've had such a bad offense the entire time I've been a fan. And for most of that, they've had a really good defense. And I, I do think that happens to franchises. Kyle, you and I have talked about this before, about, like, baseball teams that just can't get a closer for, like, a 20-year period, and it's just weird. I feel like the Jets have mysteriously not been able to figure out their offense for a really long time. It's frustrating. Yeah. Well, they tried some crazy things, like signing Brett Favre and... Like old Brett Favre, and now signing yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Post just, dick pic, Brett you, Favre. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Wrangle that thing, Brett. All right. You got to wrangle it. Okay. Number two. And number two and number one are, could flip uh, in my algorithm because they have the same score. Um, so I'll just we'll just talk about them at the same time, I guess. Numbers one and two are the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions. Neither team has won a Super Bowl. Neither team has appeared in a Super Bowl in their entire existence. They're the only two teams that can claim that. Or at least there are other teams that can claim that, namely the Texans and the Jaguars. But 
those teams have been around for <laughs> since 1995 and 2002, respectively. So it's been a shorter wait for those fan bases. To have a team exist for 53 years and never play in the championship game is tough. I don't, I don't know, Kyle, if you have any like stats you want to run through about these two teams, but I think that their futility in both cases is is quite well documented. I don't have a ton to add to the many, many tales of their their problems. What I would say is for me, the distinguishing characteristic of these two teams, as far as which is more, you know, tortured, is that the Browns are one of they have some of the proudest origins of any football team. So their pre-merger days is like the the child of Paul Brown considered by a lot of people the greatest football mind ever so they're they have like this really proud tradition of football a and then b they were moved out of cleveland to go to baltimore and then this imposter franchise comes back with the same name so like the Browns and the Browns are not the same team. <laughs> the old Cleveland Browns became the Baltimore Ravens, and now this is like some new imposter franchise. So not only do they have this great history that's never translated to the post-merger league, but they've like they're not even the actual team. Well, and also they got to see the Ravens have some pretty good success. Yeah. Just to make it that much yes, worse. Yes, which is so t- that's a great point. Two Super Bowl wins, I think, for the Ravens. Yeah, uh, Ray Lewis. In yeah, two thousand whatever, and then twenty. Joe Flacco won the uh, the power outage Super yep, Bowl. That's right. Yeah. So I would counter and say that Lions fandom is particularly brutal in a couple of ways. One is that for some strange reason, people in Detroit just like they just can't quit the lions like they're obsessed with them and i'm sure this is true in cleveland too but like i remember when the tigers were great from like 2009 all the way through like 2015 and like in the middle of baseball season at the trade deadline if you turn on detroit sports talk radio they're talking about what the lions are going to be doing this next upcoming season like it's all anyone cares about like even when the wings were great even when the pistons were playing well like people care about those but always it's on the backdrop of the lions and yeah (laughs) the last time the lions won a playoff game was before i was born it was 26 years ago i don't know when the last time the browns i don't know when the last time the browns won a playoff game was but that's just devastating and it's really sad to like (laughs) go home and see people like really invested in the lions and just knowing that their hearts are going to be broken again I don't know. It's it's sad. It's the, the sadness is especially real for me. I think that's why I edge give them the edge, but I don't want to take anything away from the suffering of Browns fans either. So I think I think they're in my head at the start of this list. I was thinking I would want the Bills at number one, but I've <laughs> I think it's either the Browns or the Lions, and the sec- the other one is number two. So looking at just recent playoff appearances, not even wins. The Browns' most recent is in 2002. The Lions at least made it three times since 2000. That's true. Uh, 2011, 2014, 2016. They've both been really rough, though. Both have had an 0-16 season. But, I mean, I will it's say, really rough. As far as 0-16 seasons go, though, the Browns were actively tanking, and the Lions truly believed they were going to contend that year, which I oh. think is an extra level of sadness. 
And theirs yeah, was there's... the first, right? Yeah. That that's that's special futility. A game where you a, a season where you have to like emergency break the glass and start Dante Culpepper for like eight games is <laughs> not good. I forgot he played. Yeah, so, a lot of rough quarterbacks. But anyways, they're they're both miserable franchises. Um, Do we have we to need talk to- about Joey Harrington? Should we talk about Joey Harrington briefly? <laughs> let's let's not and say we did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Can you guys think of any other teams that you think belong on this list? No this this feels like the list. Uh, I think just some. I think an honorable mention, the only one I can think of, is the Atlanta Falcons because they came so close and have never won a Super Bowl. But that's it. They were number 11, so they were just outside the list. The next couple after that, I think an honorable mention goes to Los Angeles Rams fans just because it sucks to have your team leave and come back, but while they were gone, they won a Super Bowl without you. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good honorable. That's like you break up with with somebody and... Like you go your separate ways and you end up getting back together, but you hear stories about like the time they hooked up with like Denzel Washington at a, at a cast party or something. Meanwhile, you like didn't hook up with anyone the whole time they were gone. This feels a lot like that plot line from uh, the game night movie. I stole it. I stole it. No, but I like I know because I, I it's, it's a great bit. Yeah, I'd like to watch that movie again now with the knowledge that that was Winston. I need to see it again. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. It yeah. changes it. It's yeah. if it's weird though. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. And another a couple weird ones on here. Like the Bears are kind of high on this list, and I always think of them as like such a storied franchise. They've only won the one Super Bowl, and that was back in '86. Which I do think their storyline has always overshadowed their actual performance. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, they were they that team is one of the most epic teams of all time defensively, but. They didn't really do that much other than that. Right. I mean, it's a pretty similar story in 2006, I think, when they lost and they had Rex Grossman. Yeah. Yeah, the Grossman year. Yeah. The only other team I'd like to give an honorable mention to, and it's it's hard because they've had such a a, a prolonged streak of at least competency, and in a lot of cases, they've done much more than that and they won the super bowl in 2010 the saints in recent history yeah have had a couple of devastating ends to their seasons wow. yeah they got jobbed and would have and would have absolutely blown the pats doors off in that super bowl yeah and then the year before that they were on the wrong end of the the minnesota game so yeah and then and prior to 2010 they had gone their entire existence without playing in the Super Bowl. So that that game, that Super Bowl was huge for that fan base because it yeah. exercised those demons and it was really cool. And it's been tough to have to have Drew Brees as your quarterback the whole time, I'm sure. And that <laughs> really difficult for those fans also in that department. So yeah. Houston and Jacksonville, come talk to us in twenty years. Uh they're not you're not there yeah. yet. Okay. Let's reorder. I think I agree with you, Quinn. I think we keep Lions and Browns at the top in some order, but I think the Bills could probably go all the way up to like three. I think that's the Bills where are they three. belong. <laughs> yeah. Um, which where do we ultimately land, do we think, for the top two? Yeah. Yeah, I, I lean a little 
bit towards the Browns just because of their overall just horrific nature and how many quarterbacks they run through. The Lions have at least had Stafford giving them some stability for the last decade. Yeah, and you're right. More recent playoff appearances, even if they're not wins. And also, like, Cleveland fans are famous for wearing bags on their heads. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Lions That's fans tough. don't do that as, as, as sad as they are. Okay. Uh, all right. So then next on our next going down, we've got Jets, Chiefs, Vikings, Bengals, Chargers, Dolphins, Titans. I think the Jets and the Chiefs, even though they've won Super Bowls and a lot of these other teams haven't, probably probably are high because they've got avid fan bases. Like, I, I think the I think the Bengals slide down a little bit for that reason, and I think probably the Dolphins too on account of their history. So, like, uh, I don't know. I'd be pretty happy leaving Jets Chiefs at four or five. I think so too. I think you could talk me into sliding the the dolphins like almost all the way down yeah i think i don't know i'm starting to think like like at least the jets and the chiefs at one point in their in their franchise have a super bowl trophy to look at the vikings have played in four and never won it i it's pretty rough is there is there a case to be made that we could put the vikings above and put them put them just below the bills because they played in four and lost they just didn't happen to be consecutive and they were longer ago yeah i'm with that I'm with having them them at four. Let's do that then. Yeah. Vikings, Jets, Chiefs. And then I kind of feel like the Titans and Chargers are the next cohort. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. I think think Bengals are probably nine and Dolphins are ten, which means we just need to decide where uh, the Titans and Chargers are going to end up between seven and eight. I I think that... The Chargers in, just in general have enjoyed more success recently than the Titans have, but they also have kind of a more foot-and-mouth type thing, and they've existed lot, far longer than the Titans. I think I'd give them the edge, but what do you guys think? So the if you're counting the Houston Oilers times, then the Titans have been around equally as long, but, I mean, it's a different fan base at this point. But the Titans um, have been... Oh, I see. But the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Houston team was in existence in this modern NFL that we have, they just moved. And right, then and right, right, what right. year was it that the Titans became, came into existence? Uh, like 97, okay. something like that. I, to Quinn, I, I, I leave this in your capable hands. I trust your judgment in this, in this thing. I would probably put the chargers at seven and the Titans at eight, because the chargers have just had such rotten luck and play in a tiny stadium and it's just an away game for them 16 times a year like that's just really it's really tough it's it's not what you want no all right does that sound good to you mike totally agreed excellent in that case what we have done is we have constructed a definitive top 10 list about the most tortured fan bases in the nfl if you guys are happy with it, I will recap it, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Play it. I am right. deeply pleased with the list. Excellent. At number 10, we have the Miami Dolphins, who have not done much since their heyday and are going to be historically bad this year. Next, we have the Cincinnati Bungles. No explanation is necessary for them. After that, we have the Tennessee Titans. Number 7, the San Diego... Sorry. The L.A. Chargers. That's 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 got. <laughs> I don't contribute. know if that was intentional I'm, or not, but that that worked. I'm never gonna get it right. Yeah, 
Number six, the soon-to-be-off-this-list Kansas City Chiefs. Soon-to-be-very-off-this-list. Yeah. Number five, the New York Jets. <laughs> I think... <laughs> The butt fumble is worth mentioning at least once. Like the, <laughs> yeah, any 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 franchise that spawned the butt fumble deserves a, a high place on this list. So I'm happy they're at five. They just did the top hundred plays or moments or something of the NFL's hundred years or I don't know whatever they're celebrating, and that was on it. Which is just like a shocking show of how famous that play is because it's really a nothing play and it's only embarrassing. And the NFL made a point of like singling it out amazing yeah. it's got a catchy name yep mm-hmm. number four the minnesota vikings number three the <laughs> inconceivably sad fan base of the buffalo bills <laughs> <laughs> yep it's, it's just horrible number two the hapless detroit lions and number one the most futile franchise in the nfl the poor lowly cleveland browns Thank you both for your time tonight. Michael, you for staying up. Quinn, for lending your expertise on such short notice. I truly appreciate the efforts. I'm glad to be here. Glad to rank Cleveland number one again. After Didn't, didn't the Indians make it at number one for baseball? <laughs> I think they did, yeah. Devastating. <laughs> oh, my God. So right. Hey, at least they've got the Cleveland Clinic. <laughs> Quinn, thank you for joining us. This was a real delight. I'm mostly just glad I got to see you. I mean, I've always prize your nfl expertise but i i don't know it was nice to see you oh it's good to see you too i provide expertise from the dumpster whereas you can provide it from the mountaintop so it's a little bit a little different view (laughs) 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 all right well before we go i would like to thank kevin mcleod for providing the stank in today's episode he is incomparably talented we love him and of course i'd like to thank aaron for putting together our artwork it is fantastic don't forget, if you want to see more of her things, you can do so at Sant Design on Instagram. And I would point out that our social media director, Caroline Labranti, continues to do a wonderful job with all of our social media. Sturf, you can Google her name on the old Google machine. If you want to check us out on social media, we have a Facebook page, we have a poopy Twitter, we have our Instagram. Those are all top 10 KM, 10 spelled out, T-E-N. If you want to send us some feedback, you want to propose an idea, you want to tell us you want to come on the podcast, anything like that, we are at top10km at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And while I'm guessing that you're listening on some sort of podcast app, if you want another one, you can check us out on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. Those are the things that I would say, K-Dog. I think those are all the things to say. Pleasure doing yeah, podcasting with you boys. I will see you all very soon. Yeah. Later. A true Peace. pleasure. Thank you, gents.